I'm Shark. He's Goon. Today, Goon, I'm making you talk about James Bond because I watched Casino Royale last night. After receiving a license to kill, James Bond heads to Madagascar, where he uncovers a link to La Chifre, a man who finances terrorist organizations. Learning that La Chifre plans to raise the money in a high-stakes poker game, MI6 sends Bond, Bond to play against him, gambling that their newest 00 operative will topple the man's organization. Dude, I got to tell you, I watched this movie last night. It is phenomenal. It has not aged. It's 14 years old. It is a great movie. Yeah, I really love Willie Allen in uh, Casino. Oh, you mean the new one? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's it's great. It's like a quintessential Bond. It's a perfect Bond movie. Um, when I first saw it, I loved it. It took me a second to really like like um, the new Bond, you know, and the way they were playing them and stripped down. But I enjoyed it, and... Daniel Craig did a great job. Everything about it's great. It could it could just shift to that to today and still be the same thing. Yeah, it it hasn't aged at all except for cell phone technology. They didn't have iPhones yet. This movie's 14 years old. It could have come out last night. I loved everything about it. I just want to talk about some specific like it's the little things that make th- things great. I want to talk about the score. This sounds like a James Bond movie and you know, some people might not think that's a big deal. It's a big deal. It it feels Bond, but it sounds Bond. Just these big romantic themes as he's traveling from place to place, and it just helps sell the movie. Yeah, just you know, people don't realize how great soundtracks and scores are. Imagine watching Star Trek without the John Williams score. It 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 just takes away from it. It's the same thing with you know Casino Royale. If you don't have that big grandiose score and you have that little underpining every now and then of the James Bond theme, you know, it's not a, it could be, it could be any spy movie at that point. It it feels great when you hear this and it really brings you into the whole universe. And then I'll continue beating up on Star Trek Picard on that last episode. We talked about episode three. They, shoehorn the Star Trek Next Generation theme in there after the discount store Han Solo guy ship took off and da, 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 da. like just no just no it didn't work you forced it I know I keep telling you that made me angry that whole episode so that was one of the things but you know what let's not get into our haterade let's just keep going into our, our stuff about Bond and let's not talk about Picard on this episode uh, it's going to be so hard for me. Another thing I loved about this episode was the villain, because it's a very realistic villain. It's a guy who finances terrorists, and he loses some money, and now he's in over his head, and we're just going to play cards for like an hour in the middle of the film. They're just playing cards, but it's a tense scene, and yeah, there are some sidebars, but it's a very realistic, non-cartoony villain. Yeah, and playing cards. You don't know what's going to happen. Is he going to kill him? Is he? Does he have a gun at the table? Does he have goons, you know, hanging out in the place with a, a gun trained on Bond? It, it just every every second that they're at that table playing cards, it just keeps getting more and more intense by the second. And then, as you get to the final, 
fifth of the film. I know I divided that weirdly. You think the movie's over and then there's a twist and there's another twist and there's another twist. And it just, I wanted to go straight into Quantum of Solace last night, but it was 10 o'clock and I'm like, I'm not starting another two hour movie. But when we're done recording today, I am so jazzed to watch Quantum of Solace because Casino Royale, it is awesome. Yeah. And, you know, that's why I'm kind of sad that this this era of uh, Bond's going to be over with Daniel Craig. Um, I just, it, it's like, I, I love watching the movies again and knowing that this is the final one. It's like, I'm kind of worried about what the next, the next set's going to be. Well, newer listeners should go back and listen to our James Bond episodes. We talked about the idea of a weekly series. I won't beat that dead horse here, but it is a shame that we're 14 years into Daniel Craig and we only got five movies. I, I guess under the old pacing, we would have gotten seven, maybe eight. Five's better than two, but yeah, I wish we got more Daniel Craig. He's so good in the role. Yeah, but he he's also one of those actors that wants to do other things. So I guess the way they kept them was, yeah, go ahead, go shoot another movie, come back to us. All right, yeah, you finished that one? All right, go back to that movie and then come back to us again. So that kept them from being a George Lazenby. Yeah, his presence is so good, and there's a scene in Casino Royale where Bond is naked, and you just see what kind of shape Daniel Craig is in when he's wearing a tuxedo. You don't realize it, but boy, he is ripped in that film. Yeah, and that's the a great thing, that he's actually could be a spy. Think about all the different spies we've had over the years that played James Bond. You know, he actually looked like he could handle himself. I'm not going to say a couple of other guys were out of shape, but, you know. Well, he does echo the the word that comes to mind is brute. In the early Connery films, Sean's Bond is a bit of a brute. Roger Moore's Bond always felt like he was on his way back from the cocktail bar and just had a, a funny line. Brosnan was able to swing back and forth. Uh, you know, I think Dalton has the brute, but somehow doesn't have the charm that some of the others have. Yeah, I go back and forth on, you know, who's I, I think the top two bonds are pretty clear on who's number three. And I don't know, it probably is Brosnan. Um, let's see, Connery, Craig. I would have to go with Moore and then Brosnan. Yeah, the more ones, and I've just done my James Bond rewatch, and now I'm all the way up to Daniel Craig. It just feels like a different character, a fun character. And when we talk about Spy Who Loved Me, that really feels like a Bond film to me. But the beginning and the end of the more films, it just it doesn't feel like James Bond. It feels like seventies Bond, if I'm making any sense at all. That's what I was gonna say. It it, it reflected the times. It was seventies Bond. Yeah, it, it's 70s Bond. Problem is they made 70s Bond as late as 1985. Well, you know, they were doing it for the South. You know how they were behind there? They just got to 1995 now. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go, and I'm going to go watch Quantum of Solace, and Shark and Goon will return. <laughs> 